Honorable guests, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This room throughout the years has served not only as a forum for the exchange of views and opinions, but also as a mirror of the feelings and tendencies of the Greek business community. I think we have lived and felt it all, from optimism to pessimism, from hope to concern. I believe this year, the predominant feeling of this room and the Greek business community is anxiety. Anxiety to move forward, anxiety to realize business ideas, anxiety <coughs> to receive and work with investments. And this is justified because Crisis may have hit us hard, but one thing that crisis could not do and did not do is stop thinking, is stop good business ideas, stop innovation, stop creativity. And uh, I believe that the area of SMEs is a characteristic example of a field where excellent ideas were and are there, and they're just waiting the means to be implemented. <clears throat> to this respect, today, I have the pleasure and privilege to be among four gentlemen who are in the field of, of these SMEs. They are there in the first line, and they work together with businessmen, either in investments that have been affected or investments that are to be realized. Because I'm pretty sure that we all agree that the road to development, which necessarily passes through investments, does not pass only through big explosion investments, but also through equally important many small success stories. So I would like to welcome um, from right to left, Mr. Nikos Koulis, uh, CEO and partner of DECA Investment, Mr. Taiki Solomos, uh, partner and co-founder of Elikonos Capital Partners, Mr. Apostolos Tamvakakis, managing partner of EOS Capital, and Mr. Nikolas Karamuzis, <coughs> Chairman of Grant Thornton and member of the board of the Nash Foundation. So welcome, gentlemen. Um, unavoidably, we will have an overlap with the previous um, panel, but in this panel, you will hear specific views, opinions on advantages and disadvantages, um, conditions and prospects of the SME field. And I will start with the big picture. Let's, let's see the overview of our country. Nico, can you identify the main strong and weak points of Greece from the viewpoint of a domestic investor? Sure. Um, first of all, it's very nice to be back in New York. I'll start with the negatives and then I'll go to the positives. Uh, the negatives, you can separate them in two categories. The ones, the things you can not do anything about them. Greece is a small country, it's a small market. And Greece is the periphery of Europe, which means that the supply chain costs for a medium company are 
much, much higher, for instance, than uh, for a company that is based in northern Italy. In addition to this, there are some things that we've done to ourselves. For instance, we have an administration cost, which is horrendous. We have laws that sometimes there is a law that supports investment, another, and, this, and another law that actually forbids it. Um, so this needs to be uh, rectified. And my favorite uh, <coughs> subject, the delay in justice. You can have an investment when you have to wait five, six, seven, ten years for a contract, to win a case of, of a contract. Now, you will ask me, if all of this is happening, why, because you think it's uh, Greece is a good investment, why you have made money there? Uh, there? There are a number of reasons. First of all, Greece has a very good labor force. Uh, we have outstanding, for instance, electrical engineers. We have good, good workers uh, that now they are paid reasonable, reasonable, uh, at a reasonable cost. Uh, prices went haywire in the mid-2000s, but now it's been rationalized, and people are actually willing to work. They work hard, and they're good, and they're creative. In fact, uh, I, it was almost a joke how a friend of mine became CEO of a German company in the center of Greece, and he said, all my stereotypes about Greece and Germany were up, upside down. The Germans say, well, it's 3 o'clock, I have to go play my tennis, and uh, the labor stays there and work if we need to, when work needs to be done. In addition, management of companies are creative. The term on the dime, they are creative because they had to be creative uh, fighting <coughs> to 10 years of difficult times. More importantly, though, there is a change in the paradigm. I think that what SMEs and larger companies realize is that this old protective environment where if you did well in Greece, that's fine, you could make a good living, is not there anymore. They have to be outward looking, they have to be exporting. This means they need to grow, they need capital, they need growth. And uh, five, five years ago when we started to, trying to convince somebody to double the company and then sell it, it was like pulling teeth. Now they are much more eager and in fact, the, we've seen the consolidation of the Greek industry. And uh, we, are go we saw it in the uh, healthcare, we saw it in the fisheries, we saw it in a bunch of areas. This is going to continue. And uh, I can tell you from personal experience that there is a lot of low-hanging fruit. All of these companies, you need a little bit of help, and they are going to can generate improvements, significant improvements in profitability. I'll finish by just telling an anecdote almost from a company that the three of us have, inv have invested. It's a large, iconic Greek company. We said, listen, we need to <coughs> reduce the costs. And we didn't go to firing people. We just said, for instance, we are not, for the next six months, you are not going to use the same suppliers in packaging. Before we did anything, just rattling the cage, we had, we had the same people who were supplying, offering 150,000 uh, lower cost. So 150, 150 here and there, at the end, you generate significant improvements. And this is, I believe, what makes Greek investments an attractive place. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, Mr. Karamoulis, would you agree? I mean, what, in your opinion, makes Greece an interesting investment target, despite its weakness? <clears throat> Thank you very much. Um, there are several factors that make, uh, that make Greece a very attractive place to invest, but there are also some challenges that we have to, to, to refer to. First of all, uh, Greece is a stable, peaceful, and democratic, democratic country, an island of stability in the region. Uh, nevertheless, we have an aggressive and demanding neighbor. The country is a member of all international organizations, is a member of the European Union, has a stable currency, and uh, also has stable banking institutions supervised by the SSM and the ECB. 
The country has restored macroeconomic stability. Inflation rate is way, way below 2%. Uh, primary surplus is above 3.5%. And current account uh, runs a small deficit. The new government has provided political stability and accelerated the, the process of pro-market reforms. And the most important, however, element is that the society is changing gradually. Society is becoming more pro-reform and pro-market, pro accepting things like privatizations that used to be very hostile in the past. And this is a political, a significant <coughs> social and political change. We have competitive labor costs after the crisis and flexible labor markets. Liquidity is improving. Don't forget the Greek state is accessing international markets with negative interest rates up to one year borrowing and one and a half percent in the 10 year area. And several Greek corporates start accessing the market at competitive rates. Prices of real estate, real assets, financial assets are at depressed prices after the crisis, offering attractive opportunities compared to other European countries. A large privatization program underway, it offers uh, enormous opportunities that I believe would be broadened and extended. We have improving infrastructure. If you look around in Greece, ports, motorways, railways, airports are being privatized, upgraded and provided externalities to companies that invest in Greece. We have a skilled and well-educated <coughs> labor force. We have um, restored positive growth and, uh, and also investment levels during the crisis collapsed uh, in Greece, so offers attractive returns to someone investing in Greece. So overall, the new government is in a position to provide political stability and accelerate the, the reforms. Now, is that enough to lead the country to 3% and above growth rate, which is necessary to uh, heal the, uh, the problems created by the crisis? I would say no, we have to, uh, several areas that Greece has to accelerate, and I'll be very quick on that. A, six areas. First, we have to deepen and strengthen the reform process. Government has to take a stronger ownership of reform. We don't need only enthusiasm about the market uh, place. We need to establish institutional stability and predictability. That's what makes investors attracted. Uh, on top of a government that really believes in markets, believe in, 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 in private enterprises. So we need to improve credibility and market trust by improving institutional stability. Number two, fix permanently the problem in the banking sector. Uh, there is great progress. Nevertheless, we still have 70 billion euros of NPEs, over 40% of total loans, and still the cost of borrowing in Greece by corporates is among the highest in Eurozone. Thirdly, introduce a radical change in the fiscal policy mix. I think we need a more drastic reduction in taxes, combining with privatizations, streamlining expenditures, and so forth and so on. Fourth, fix the problem in the energy sector. We have one of the highest cost of energy in, in, in Eurozone uh, today. Privatize, being more environmental friendly, increase competition. Fifth, modernize the Greek state. One of the, the major problems of the Greek economic prospects is the, 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 the public administration. We need 
very extensive and significant reforms of the public uh, sector, and we need to take initiatives in that area, from education to judicial, from health sector to uh, money-losing public sector companies. And finally, we have to create, and we are creating institutionally a very friendly framework for business, investment, and foreign uh, investors. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Apostole, is there an investment gap in Greece? And if so, what is the participation of Greek private equity funds? Prior to that, if, um, if I may add, um, I'd like to take uh, what Mr. Ilinatra said previously. I think we should not forget that Greece made huge reforms in the last nine, 10 years. If you compare Greece with uh, Italy and France, you will see that you know, the difference in reforms is huge. I'm not saying this myself, not I think Mr. Linazas. It's what the international analysts are saying. And with this government, I think that this thing will widen further. Now, on what we are questioning, obviously, it's a well-known story. We have a gap of at least 15 billion euros investments on a yearly basis. There is almost a 10% to GDP gap with our European, uh, European peers. Uh, two things to mention. One is the uh, foreign direct investment definitely uh, can, uh, let's say, uh, resolve up to a point the problem, but it's not a panacea. In the old days, I have to tell you that 2006, 2007, foreign direct investment in Greece never exceeded the level of 4.5 billion euros. So the question is, if Greece will invest in their country, and this is uh, the most, uh, the most important, important question uh, to, be, uh, to be answered. Um, uh, the, uh, speaking for the... Uh, uh, investment gap. The, uh, yeah, the uh, institutional investors and the private equities uh, in particular. As we speak, uh, the total amount uh, uh, of the, P, of the, of the um, PEs in Greece is around 600 million euros. So it's just a drop in, in the ocean. Um, I think that this amount will be double in two years, still will be dropping the ocean. Uh, what we miss in Greece, uh, as far as PEs is, uh, uh, is concerned, is size. Uh, we don't have enough size. Um, and I think we need, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, three things uh, to be applied at the same time in order to increase the size of, of the private equities in Greece. One is uh, the supranationals uh, to continue to play their role uh, in the country, EIF, EBRD, uh, EIB, IFC, I hope, within soon. Um, uh, two, the uh, so-called ETEAN, uh, and I think that Mr. Tsakiris, the Minister Tsakiris uh, in the morning said that he's going to have another 1.2 billion in order to be invested in this kind of activities. And three, obviously, uh, the most important thing is to attract foreign investors uh, to invest in Greek uh, private equities. Uh, speaking for Greek uh, private equities, uh, I have to mention uh, that we are talking for people who they know the business, they understand the market, and we should not forget that the major successes of private equities in Greece were linked with foreign private equities who had either the CIO or one of the big partners uh, being of Greek origin or even Greek. 
So the knowledge of the domestic market plays a huge role. Thank you. Taki, why coming to the SMEs, which is our, our, our field? Why are SMEs so important in Greece? How, and most importantly, how quickly can they help the Greek people? <coughs> right. First of all, uh, thanks so much, Vageli, and I would like to thank Nikos and Olga for uh, having us and forming this uh, very interesting uh, panel here. Uh, Greece is an SME country. Uh, that means that uh, the backbone of the Greek economy is based on SME companies. Allow me to remind uh, us, everybody here, what is an SME per the European Union, uh, let's say, definition. An SME is a company that has a turnover of less than 50 million euros, has less than 250 employees, or has uh, total assets of less than 43 million euros. And uh, obviously, for Greece, a company that uh, their, its numbers are close to these, uh, let's say, milestones, is a big company in Greece. So you can imagine that uh, the SMEs is practically the majority of the Greek uh, companies that operate in the country. And to give you some numbers, there are only less than 1,000 companies that are characterized as non-SMEs. And if you feel that uh, you understand that the most of some, a large number of these companies are subsidiary companies of multinationals, so you realize that uh, the majority or more or less all the companies that operate in Greece are SMEs. Uh, to give an, uh, another number, around 700,000 companies operate in Greece and are SMEs. So uh, the role of us here, and the banks, uh, the government, uh, the, capital, the local capital market should be how we can identify those SMEs then after four or five years can become non-SMEs and drive the growth of the Greek economy. And this is practically what we do. I'm afraid this is going to be a process that will take time because all these companies, because of the Greek economic crisis, have been through uh, difficulties. Uh, the champions that uh, have managed to be sound and have uh, uh, decent numbers uh, of course, you understand, have a significant value, and uh, it's, uh, we all, all, all of us here, we need to identify those companies and try to inject the right uh, capital and advice and take them to the next level. Thank you very much, Taiki. Uh, I'm afraid we have to speed up because I can predict in eight minutes Nicholas is going to give me some very angry looks. So, please, one question to each, but we need to be very, very quick. Mr. Karamozis, what are the hot, let's say, industry sectors right now. And I would like to include not only SMEs in general, but also NPEs, because it's a very hot sector. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I realize that uh, the three fellows, uh, colleagues of mine next to me, they all run private equity funds. So I said, why? Why don't create a new one? So <laughs> I'm closing now, uh, leading a, a group of fine professionals on creating the first um, uh, turnaround SME uh, private equity fund in Greece. Uh, we are close to raise north of 100 million euros of private money. Uh, there are three and a half thousand uh, companies classified as NPEs in the, in the banking books today. So we have a wide universe to select. And we believe in our own judgment that this is a, a new opportunity to invest, getting double digit uh, returns uh, over time. Now, uh, investors, the way I see it, they focus on NPL assets hospitality, hotels, city and resorts, health sector, commercial real estate, performing and non-performing, insurance, infrastructure, energy, light manufacturing, food and beverage, logistics, pharmaceuticals, mining, uh, and soon payments, B2B and B2C, 
which I think is a new area that you see foreign competition uh, coming. I would stop here to the sake yeah. of the time. Th thank you very much for that. Nico, what is your feedback from investments that have been realized? Any surprises? Uh, it's positive mainly. Uh, we've seen companies that uh, managed to become uh, international stars attracting major uh, sort of global uh, private equity firms, investing in them at three and four times the, our initial investment. I've seen other companies that were small and with, if you roll up your sleeves and go and make the changes, they managed to become very competitive internationally and, uh, and uh, participate and do, uh, and do very well. Um, we had our uh, first exit yesterday and for the time being, I'm saying something not about us, but about the whole industry. We have a gross IR of about 22% and this is going to improve. This is not because we are brilliant, this is because the market, if you do your job right and if you select the companies, but mainly, more important than selecting the right companies, if you help the companies generate, improve, generate value, if you have a right way to, to help them improve the profitability, you can have great opportunities there. And that's what I, well, all of us can do if we do a job right. Thank you very much. Postole, are there any funds that invest in growth uh, or restructuring? And those two things, can they combine? And speaking of combination, can we have synergies and cooperation between funds? Okay. Um, as you have heard, obviously, uh, from Nikos, yeah. he's entered in this field. Um, yes, the answer is yes. If uh, uh, the, uh, the funds uh, who are investing in growth stories can do restructuring cases as well, the answer is again yes, because actually you can invest in a growth story and then the growth story to play the role of the white knight to a restructuring case, and therefore, actually, indirectly, you can, you can enter uh, in a restructuring case yourself. Uh, there are pros and cons on that, depending on you know, how you see what kind of, uh, of investment appetite you have and what kind of risk appetite you have. Now, on the cooperation of the funds, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, which, as Nico said, we just completed just a few months ago uh, uh, the first deal, I think it's the first deal, the first. Uh, uh, in, in Greece where three funds acquired the 100% the majority of a company. Um, so uh, these three funds uh, did that. I'm a big fan of that for a number of reasons. First, uh, you can increase indirectly this way uh, the average ticket. I mean, on your own, you can have, you know, 15, 18 million euros uh, ticket. This way, uh, you, can, you can go up to, to the 50. Two, um, um, if you want to level up, it's easier to level up because actually the amount involved is a lot more. And three, the combination of, um, of effort of professionals uh, who, you know, usually they speak the same language and actually they have, uh, they have the same uh, investment horizon. Uh, you know, it's something that is helping out the process even among ourselves. Um, so, yes, definitely, uh, I think that this cooperation uh, will continue in the years to come. And by the way, more funds we have, the more co cooperation is needed. This is absolutely true. Thank you very much. Taiki, last question. What are the in your opinion, difference between uh, strategies of uh, foreign funds and Greek funds. Thank you, Vangeli. Uh, the main difference is that uh, foreign funds uh, have uh, substantially more uh, amounts under management, so they want to go after significantly larger investments that uh, we are doing. And uh, so, practically, they are after the few Greek companies that are part of the non-SME, let's say, sector. Uh, and if you see the transactions that have been materialized in Greece, 
there are uh, numbers that uh, we cannot really accommodate in this table. The, our funds are uh, smaller than uh, the funds that they are managing. So I would imagine that the main difference is, is, is this. And of course, another difference is that uh, we are uh, accustomed to work with people that they own and manage their own business at the same time. Usually, uh, international funds are seeking for companies that are professionally managed independently of ownership. And in Greece, given that it's a country that uh, has SMEs, this is very rare to find. Correct. They want an investment that the three of us did together, and uh, we actually acquired the business, we buy out the business, is that there was independent management there. That was a, a significant, let's say, uh, plus in the transaction. Thank you very much. So in a magical way, we are on time, and we will finish with magic. So if I give you a magical wand, and through that you have the opportunity to change one, but only one thing in Greece, in one word, what would you change, Nikos? What I always say is speed of justice. We need to accelerate, not 10, 20, but 50% the speed of justice, and this is going to be the, one of the major benefits that any government can do to the Greek economy. Thank you. I think uh, bureaucracy is something that uh, should be a change if something happens there and the country can evolve really there. Thank you. Apostle? I think <laughs> digitalization of state. Digital, digitalization of yeah. state. Yeah. In my view, the mother of all reforms is, is the reform of the public administration in Greece. Without a major reform of the public administration, don't expect to see growth rates 3 and 4%. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We, we just started with that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, a very, very good panel, as all the panels. And now uh, we are going into the banking sector. Before asking Christina to take over, I would kindly ask uh, the Deputy Minister of uh, Finance, Mr. George Lavos, to come and give us his introductory keynote remarks on the topic. It's a pleasure to have you with us, Mr. Lavos. Please come and take over and guide us through. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Olga. Uh, thank you all for inviting me to this very interesting topical conference that focuses on the performance of the Greek economy five months after the new government took office. It was exactly on the 9th of July when the government was shorn in. And it was the very first uh, that afternoon that there were two meetings already with the Prime Minister regarding the banking sector. The message was clear. The message is clear. NPLs is topping the government's uh, agenda. It's been the top priority. Therefore, we had to move quickly within the next few days. A speedy reform had to address the MPLs being the highest in the Eurozone. So, within less than five months, the government has designed 
has decided, has negotiated, has been approved by the EU and the trust authorities, a scheme, and now is dubbed Hercules, and this scheme is brought to the Parliament next week, by this Thursday. What is then in this scheme? Hercules is a systemic solution through which the government, by providing a 12 billion euros guarantee, it aims at reducing at least 30 billion NPLs, which is the equivalent to 40% of the current backlog. The banks uh, will transfer NPLs to SPVs that they will issue bonds to be sold to the investors. The government will guarantee uh, the, uh, on market terms, the senior bonds, the senior trans, after at least 50% plus one of the junior bonds is sold. This is a systemic solution, but at the same time, uh, it allows for flexibility because the Hercules scheme can accommodate the needs of different banks and therefore they can get the benefit of this securitization. At the same time, Hercules is an innovative solution. Though it is inspired by the Italian CAGs, still it is a solution tailored to the needs of the Greek economy and the Greek banks. And it is the first time that a country like Greece will be serving the securitization structure to enable its banks to access the capital markets to raise the funds in order to reduce the NPLs without resorting to the taxpayers' money. It is also at the same time an investor-friendly mechanism since uh, it is at a period of negative interest rates and booming bonds that uh, Hercules presents a bond rated as BB and backed by the Greek state and therefore offers attractive yields to the investors. As I said, after tomorrow, uh, the government will table into the parliament the Hercules bill. Therefore, before the end of the year, it will be legislated. Banks will know, and investors as well, what are the rules of the game. What is of importance is that the next eight to nine, 10 months, we need an efficient implementation of the Hercules scheme. That will be the top priority. We need to get it right because it's the first time that Greece, as Italy before, implements such a mechanism. And therefore, we have to get right the various incentives, to get right the functioning of this infrastructure. Therefore, banks, SPVs, uh, servicers will be aware of how they have to work. And we need, by the end of the day, all these things, all the cash flows to be smoothly generated in order to be able uh, to render the whole undertaking um, functioning. There are going to be an important commanding unit within uh, the Greek Ministry of Finance, and this will be hands-on uh, for the uh, implementation of the whole scheme. If the scheme has been successful, it is because it's been a cooperative effort between the Greek banks and especially the European authorities, but it's also been supported strongly by the international investors uh, community. 
there are three issues one needs to be in mind. By adopting Hercules, we address one of the most important structural issues, which is the MPLs. Second, Greek banks will benefiting because they will need to raise their capital buffers and also liquidity, and Hercules helps them to, uh, uh, to use and raise uh, MRL. And the most important issue that through Hercules, we're addressing the competition, competitive problem of the Greek banking system. In a year as of now, nothing will be the same. Greek banks will need to shape new business plans, new strategies to survive in a new competitive environment. The second most important issue linked to the Hercules is the reform of the insolvency framework. And as been said this morning by a minister and others, a single insolvency framework will be uh, implemented by the, the, within the next uh, six months. Therefore, a single framework will avoid any type of arbitrages and will give security to investors that the entire uh, secondary markets of NPLs will be functional. A third and final issue is the thorough overhaul of the capital markets in Greece and of the stock exchange. In the next few weeks, and especially at the beginning of the year, we'll be legislating uh, reforms with, through which will enhance the corporate governance and will reinforce and empower supervisory authority of uh, the committee supervising the stock exchange. This will bring new confidence and new, pro and new products. Also, we have legislated two important reforms regarding the reduction of withholding tax for issuing bonds and also reducing uh, tax uh, regarding uh, mutual funds. Therefore, we think the stock exchange must develop a strategy uh, within the next few months and therefore it has to become again the generator of uh, liquidity. Still, we're realists. We know that we're at the beginning. We have done quite important steps. We have a certain determination uh, to move on with clear strategy as the strategy of Hercules, which is to address at the beginning the asset side of the MPLs. Therefore, investors feel sure they can see through in a strategy that can work, that can attract investors' money, and that could make the whole uh, banking system function. Still, the Greek banking system, in the months and years to come, they have to do some important reforms, especially they have to take into account the very important forces shaping these days financial markets, digital transformation and sustainable and Greek development. Greek banks have to position themselves into the new international and competitive environment. And finally, I think that Greece now turns the page. It looks at the future uh, with greater confidence. Still, we're in a very important geopolitical position as a gateway to the EU between Asia and Europe. We rapidly implemented front-loaded reforms and will not stop here. It's not without reason that many think that Greece these days is the new wunderkinder of the Eurozone. It's a great time, and I think investors should not lose the opportunity to invest. Thank you.